0: It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics, with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing, because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the crime room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right cause I'm all set for. It's all right, cause I'm all set for. It's cause I'm all set for Sunday. Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics. Be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff Traylor. Hey bud. Hey Scott. How's it
1: going? I'm great. Good. It's always a better day when we get an in-person guest
0: father tim oh sorry Go ahead.
2: and i'm just i'm just excited that father tim has come to join us it's nice to be back it's been a long time since i've done this in person yeah i mean well you're you're far away such a drive
0: you're like the second closest priest to it took me almost
2: nine minutes to get here (laughs) unacceptable
0: (laughs) oh goodness well we're glad you're here
2: We'll come to you next time. How about that? That'd be fine, too. But no,
1: this is a nice little studio. I like it. We'll go to the Catholic Center, and you invite every priest who is working that day. Tell them that they need to come talk to you about something. We'll just see if we can get a bunch of special set of records. for
2: Yeah. Father Number of Newton could be Father Eric Augustine, Father Eric Johnson, Father Rick. Father James. Uh, Father James Brock, Friend of the podcast.
0: There we go. Did you say Father Rick Ginther?
2: Father Rick Ginther, I think. I covered them all. Archbishop himself yeah senior senior stuff
0: he's coming know. here in january
2: yeah teaser oh, i was he doing a january trailer? podcast episode mm-hmm. that'll be cool and he's gonna come check out the has he ever done one in person or did he do it virtually last time
0: all virtually yeah but we're
2: excited to have him
1: he'll he'll just have a lot of fun looking at socks get made
2: mm-hmm. you know what? He can, he'll geek out about that a little bit but... everyone will everyone that used to work for the catholic center but now works here hide while he's here i don't know that we have any employees here who worked for him
0: oh that's not true no madison did she yeah me you worked for him <laughs> yeah
1: oh i would have thought i don't know literally the, he was here literally the owner also myself now that i think about yeah. it but not at the catholic center <laughs> yeah. cool all right well no he doesn't uh he just is fine with it. He thinks it's great. I know. I'm
2: teasing.
1: <clears throat> other people at the Catholic Center. Yeah, it's right. other grumpies down there. Are like, oh, you guys stealing more? They're just jealous. They want to come. And the answer they is do. yes. Yeah, we we'll take all the good ones. We'll leave the rest behind. Yeah. Anyway,
0: all right. Uh, still, <laughs> still recording. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> two minute drill. Is it two minute time Father? You having?
1: It. It. Uh.
0: We could do some more banter. That was well, the banter forget
2: sp- banter teaser. I thought we were just testing the mics. Have we started? Oh yeah, we're recording. He did the whole
0: intro and everything. I said, welcome to...
1: We know you don't listen to the podcast. I know this because every once in a while we'll make fun of you on it. And I never hear about it from you. And if you listened, I for sure... I just
0: hold it all
2: deep inside.
1: (laughs) Now I know know you're not doing that. And get more and more sad and hurt. Uh, 30 seconds of in ordinary time. Um, Our first reading comes from Wisdom you guys heard about this this beautiful majestic wonderful woman wisdom turns out wisdom has is a feminine uh but we just hear about this like amazing uh the, about how she is uh she's warm and cozy and makes you carefree and gives you uh let's see solicitude solicitude I don't know what that word means but it sounds appealing but um yeah this the whole message here comes from the or is this idea that if we if we can find wisdom and we can pull that wisdom into our life, everything else just gets, we get to relax a little bit more. Everything mm-hmm. else gets a little a little nicer, uh, a little more peaceful. And then we can search out for that. Sol- and then maybe we understand what solstitude means.
0: I think sol- that I'm always a little more peaceful with chips and solstitude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know the, the form of speech, but solace, that's the basis. Oh yeah. yeah. That's obvious. Sol- uh, the, adverb, solace. the adverb version
0: of solace. I don't know solace. this first word resplendent ah what's that yeah mean?
1: i don't know we capped this reading with two words that i don't know so things that i'm lacking wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> anyway respond but i do know this our response to our psalm full-on banger this week indeed yeah can you hit the horn it can, doesn't work do remember? On, uh, oh it
0: doesn't the anyway. thing yeah
1: oh we learned that because we were hitting the note sorry bow, 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 bow. yeah bow. Bow. I forgot that we used to hit the noises on there and then somebody let us know
0: that you can't hear any of the sound effects on zoom. Yeah. I think zoom's like, Oh, that's not a person talking. Yeah. We're going to,
1: but is a, uh, my soul is thirsting for you. Oh Lord. Thirsting or oh Lord, my God. I think we'll get the version. That's uh, you know, my soul is thirsting for you. Oh Lord thirsting for you. My God. That's, a, that's what I'm hearing mm-hmm. in my head, but I'm excited. Who got the, give me the melody. I forget. This. soul is thirsting for you, oh Lord, thirsting for, for you, my... The, your, okay. Any parish's contemporary choir is going to have a blast with this, but that's I know you're... It. Of course. Sure. I couldn't think of it. You're yeah. Right. yeah. They're wonderful. Uh, our second reading then... Our second reading has a short form and a long form. Guess which one I chose? The long one. Nope. Short form, because okay. I don't have wisdom. But it... Uh, it's this wonderful messages from first Thessalonians, um, about heaven. So it's like, Hey, don't be unaware. Like pay attention to the fact that those who have gone ahead of you, who have fallen asleep, who have passed on, you don't need to grieve like everybody else because like there's something more for them. If you believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead, then you should for sure believe that these people were going with him and that they get to come to heaven as well. So it's really nice. Nice little message. Popular funeral reading. It shouldn't. Oh yeah. Did you read to that? You said you read a funeral earlier today. They didn't choose that
2: one today, but no. it is a popular one.
1: Um, and then our gospel comes from Matthew twenty-five, one to thirteen. Jesus told his disciples this parable: The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were left. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones were taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterward, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour.
0: All right. Good job, Jeff. Hey, thanks. Did Jeff get anything wrong, Father?
2: no he did a very good job except for his <laughs> solstitude except for <laughs> solstitude and resplendent resplendent would be like you know full of glory full of beauty like oh. yeah, yeah just like me <laughs> it was good so yeah we have this... a
0: pretty good uh hot streak of you doing the podcast on weeks that your deacon is preaching is that the case this weekend you know no
2: i think i'm preaching this all right weekend. Yeah. cool I will prepare the homily as we speak, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, this will be the deacons. Uh, yeah, I don't. They, they might be the deacon
0: day off. They yeah. might be. I don't know.
2: You know, I don't. It, Either way, i are going to prepare it or not. But we're not actually doing this podcast right before this weekend. This is a few weeks out still, so I need oh, to look Now we got to start over. Sorry, we'll sorry, I blew the secret. Okay,
0: we'll just edit. No
2: um but no it's good so yeah and you're right i think it's interesting in the book of wisdom solomon who is you know as as tradition says is the author of it refers to wisdom in the feminine as yeah. a woman a beautiful woman um and the second you know there's lots you could say about wisdom and i think we might have even talked about this on this podcast before about the difference between wisdom and intelligence did we talk about that here? i
1: think so yes
2: but what's nice is because the first, i don't remember because yeah, tell, i, tell I, tell I me tend you. to lack both but, yes that's right <laughs> but uh, what's nice is that To make it more specific about what wisdom we can focus, what kind of wisdom we could focus on this weekend is the gospel that we're given to put it into context, which I would say is what we it's one of those momentum mori gospels, which is a fancy way of saying a gospel that reminds us we should always be ready to meet the Lord. Momentum Mori means the moment of death. And it's a tradition that we are always ready for that uh, at all times because we never know. We never know the hour when we will be called before the Lord or when the Lord will come back the second time. And if we're not ready for that, um, as the, you know, as the virgins who were foolish and unready, then then we've missed the mark. So it's true wisdom is the, you know, is our constant reminder that we are always ready to make an account of our lives and to meet the Lord, which has the result of then enabling us to live the Christian life in its fullest because I think it's a huge thing for so many people that we know intellectually, we probably know what we should be doing. We know we need to go to confession or come back to mass. We know that we want to do something charitable. We know all these things, but we just like to put things off. Like I'll get there, mm-hmm. or you know, it's the famous Augustine thing of Lord, grant me purity, but not yet. Just give me some, <laughs> give me, give me time to. So the the idea of the momentum warrior, the idea of what wisdom tells us about constantly being ready is because it also constantly then forms us in the present. Keep in mind, God's grace is not in the future. It's not in the past. It's in the present. That's when we receive it. That's when we encounter him. So constantly putting things off as these foolish um, ones in the parable did uh, will ultimately result us not only missing out on the here and now, which is when we experience the joy of God's grace, but then also can put us in danger of not being ready when it really counts, which is when we come before the Lord. So, in our tradition, you know, there is if anyone's ever been to Saint minorrid, for example, the to the theology chapel there, the St. Thomas Aquinas Chapel, you guys have both been, I assume right I have yes you've yeah. seen that if you've noticed on the cross, Jesus's feet are nailed to a a skull, and it used to be common, especially for monks.
0: Is this the one in the seminary Yes, the, yes okay.
2: in the seminary chapel. It used to be common, especially for monks to have as a um like like a replica of a skull in their cells. So that the last thing they'd see before they go to bed, the first thing they'd see when they wake up is a reminder of the momentum mori that, you know, that a reminder of death. I remember when <laughs> it's, so there's this place in a city in Italy called Rome called the. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, man, you talked about St. Minor. You know what? not the, even Rome. what's and- weird
2: is this one was quite natural. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> didn't even think you about never it did. until it came out. <laughs> There's a place called the Capuchin Bone Chapel in Rome. This
0: place in Italy called Rome,
2: <laughs> it's a small little town. The small little town with that. What are you doing over there? It's fairly important for our church. I lived there for a while. Anyway, <laughs> there's this place. There's this chapel there called the Capuchin Bone Chapel. Without getting too much, have either of you ever been there? I've is
0: seen there... pictures of it, but I haven't actually been to it. It is a. Them.
2: It's a, it, a a large Capuchin church, and the crypt, like chapels, the smaller church underneath of it is. It's very strange and a very unique place, but it's adorned with bones. Essentially. It's like built
0: with bones. Basically, well, right? like
2: it, it's the, the, it's the like bones the walls and the... the bones decorate the wall. Okay. It's not the structure of it, but they're every square inch is covered in bones from, I think, a time when there was a plague in Rome and there was lots of. So it was a way of doing honor and respect to the deceased while also creating art. So it was kind of a unique thing. It's not a common thing, but there was essentially an inscription and I can't remember the exact language. That essentially said, remember yesterday we were with you and tomorrow you will be with us, Mm. which is a stark reminder again that if we just keep that in our mind, it's not that we're being morbid, it's not that we're, you know, being goth or whatever and constantly thinking about death. It's that if we're always ready, then we will always be doing what we should be doing. We'll always be experiencing the fullness of what we can be experiencing as human beings, which is that following God's call.
0: So I mean, it's, it's less about thinking about death all the time, as much as it is like living today the way we ought to, right? Correct. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
2: And the way that we put our mind in that is to say, if I were to meet Christ right now in, in whatever context, mm-hmm. encountering him, you know, on the street in the, you know, in as a person in need or encountering him when he comes in glory at the end of time, which as the, as these weeks in ordinary time will begin to close out, getting towards Advent, will be getting more more readings along those lines or come the time when we ourselves stand before the judgment throne you know so if we're doing that today what is it that we'd regret not doing what is it that we would regret putting off Mm -hmm. and i think this weekend gives us the opportunity to think there's no reason to put it off it's here and now so let's let's be like the wise who are prepared who have their lamps full and not just on the off chance that we might die or something like that but more importantly so that we can experience the grace that god wants for us and the joy now the other piece being like if we're if we're preparing for that moment then like it's
1: not so scary All right we say morbid but like morbid's not necessarily a bad thing if no like, I mean, yeah it's... if you're prepared if you i mean that's what our uh the second reading talks about right is like if if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead for us, then like, shouldn't be yeah death warning. No... We shouldn't be sad. We shouldn't be like, we should be
2: ecstatic. These the people, s- the stronger our faith, the less power death has over us, which I think is one of Christianity's greatest strengths is mm-hmm. that we have the one, you know, the answer to or the, the greatest enemy of humanity ever since the beginning, our fear of death. We already know it's already been defeated, you know, so it's to be, you know, you're right. So to be prepared for that also gives us a sense of, of triumph over what probably is the greatest fear of the human race in some form or another is this why you
1: have a memento mori tattoo on your right bicep
2: (laughs) yes no i don't have any tattoos but i do have i do have a replica of the saint minard cross it was given i believe they still give it to graduates um in my kitchen or in my dining room so i always seen and the skull on the bottom of it is very pronounced it's very nice it also represents christ defeating death but It gives you a chance to, you know, to kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind. So it's there. Have a little, but it's not scary scary to us. That's the point of All Souls Day as well, which we celebrated uh, a few weeks ago. I think just last week. Actually, right now. (laughs) Today is All Souls Day. So, so yeah, I'm ruining all all the secrets. You can edit that out. It does
1: actually, I was thinking as we were going through these readings, I was like, these readings actually tie in really well with. All souls day and like but mm-hmm. i guess you know
2: the that triumph. does tend to happen this time of year the triumph over yeah all, all souls day all saints day are very there's a reason they're back you know, to back yeah, know to show us the what lies in store for those and then to remind us that for our loved ones we've lost that there's really it's our hope that overcomes so the best the best thing we can do is be prepared and to live each day you know to, to live each day as if it were the first day the last day the only day I think it's, uh,
1: I mean, I'm, I join anybody's boat in the world of like, I need to be doing more to prepare myself for that. And, but I, like, it's not something I always public, I'm now publicly doing it, but I don't like publicize, but like, I, I, I kind of love funerals. Like, I think funerals are like the rite of Christian burial in the church and like, ma- and funeral masses, I just think are beautiful yeah. things because, even through like traumatic experiences I've had of my own and like burying family members, there's, there was always just such a piece of just knowing like, this is what we're working towards. And like, they're there, like they, you know, not working towards death, but working towards that life that comes from there. And so there, they can be such sad events, but also just such beautiful things. But if you tell people like, Oh, I love a good funeral, they people look at you a little
2: weird. Yeah. Like you might be a little morbid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah it's good yeah no i agree i think the the preface and the prayers and the propers for funerals could be their own retreat just to read Mm. if next time anyone's at a funeral i encourage you really pay attention to the prayers to like the the parts that the priest is reading from the missile because they are they're incredibly beautiful and hopeful and that and they remind us what it's all about you know when it comes to homilies too all this is nice to think about but i always think it's good to get at least some practical part in as well are you gonna do your homily holding a School. A school, just like Hamlet. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think what I think is you know good for this weekend, as far as practical thing, is just think about something in your life that you're putting off, particularly in regard to your faith. So not necessarily fixing the fence or whatever, but particularly in in regard to your faith, something that you that you put in the back of your mind, or you know you should do, and you just kind of keep thinking, I'm going to do that. I'll get to that at some point, and really look at it as if it, this is probably something you can do right now. So take that opportunity.
0: Yeah, fix the fence of faith. Men the,
2: fence of, men, the men, the fences
0: of your get spiritual. your to do list out, yeah.
2: your faith to do list, and see what's first on it and check
0: it off. Yeah, make sure it's plumb.
2: back
1: to fences. Yeah, you were just thinking of a good carpentry pond there
0: for yeah. married
2: guys. Do your wives? I know they have honey-do lists for you, but do they also have here's what you need to do in your faith list? Knowing both your wives, I think you would both benefit tremendously from that. Yeah, so I
1: like they do. Well, I mean we say that, but like, I don't know that having a list is probably the best of, uh, execution, mm-hmm. but, uh, because it could lead to execution, but see what I did there, uh, which based on what we've just learned, I wouldn't be afraid of, but it is like the call of our marriage, right? It's exactly. Yeah. To, yeah. to be doing those things. And like, I do, I do think like pushing the way that we push our spouses and the way that I, like, I, I, desire for my wife to push me in my spirituality and in my spiritual life I think is important so I don't know I won't go as far as to say she has a list but like she probably has a list yeah
0: I mean my wife often will ask me you know when something big, well, have you prayed about that like is that something that we should just do or is it something we should take to prayer Um, like she very much encouraged me to go to spiritual direction like six months ago and that's been incredibly fruitful and and probably something that you always kind of knew. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll get. Yeah, to that that'd, one be, day. that'd be. That'd be. Yeah. But, but yeah, then just doing it, getting it, it over yeah. that, get getting over that hump's a whole different different story. So when it's
1: a relief when, like in that scenario in, in a situation like that, if it's a retreat or something, when you get that, when if your spouse encourages you to do that, like oftentimes, like one of those things, whether right or wrong, hang around your head is like, well, that's going to be harder on them if I'm taking time to do this thing, right? Like. If I'm leaving to go on a retreat or if I'm, you know, taking time to go to spiritual direction outside, that's just going to take me away from home or away from other things. So to hear that sort of thing, it is supportive. Right. So. Let's know how important it is for both. So check the thing off your to do list, and then present to your spouse their
2: spiritual to do list mm-hmm. that you created
1: <laughs> for them. That's what Father Tim's.
2: No, and as in as subtle. <laughs> and they and call nice him subtle. for marriage. Uh, <laughs> we all. The reality is, is we all have one. We all have yeah. things that we're putting off, so it's not unique. Yeah. What are you 20. putting
0: off? Twenty. That was, <laughs>
2: that was rude.
1: I thought about it and I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> What's your top five? Top <laughs> five. Uh,
0: dumb questions. Yeah. All right
1: do you want to start
0: sure all right so this has been (laughs) we're gonna keep doing this for a while i think it's great so you know like space travel is becoming more commercialized somewhat recreational yeah
2: you're a big elon musk guy yeah 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 Yeah. or i I actually think it'd be fun to go up for a minute and experience weightlessness why
0: not did like blue origin like you can you can pay millions of dollars or zero dollars hopefully it gets cheaper but yeah yeah i think that's the goal um but Inevitably, I think I think recreational space travel at an affordable rates probably going to happen, and I think we're going to do a, a round of funding, do some fundraising to do our own trip to the moon. Uh, but it might land on a Sunday, so we were thinking, who, who on the podcast that's a priest can come and celebrate Mass on the moon? <laughs> and would you? So would you celebrate Mass on the moon with us?
2: I think that would be a blast. Yes. Yeah course we have gotten two no's so far so. yeah i mean it would depend on how far the technology depends got.
0: on like
1: do i have things to do i don't do I have think tickets. Yeah. that's
2: no i mean you know if it's let's say we get the cost under 30 million dollars a person and i mean assume that you're you're traveling as a
1: priest it's like going on a cruise you're oh okay. you're covered like, like yeah. the
2: spaceship trapped and the, the captain you, you know. don't
0: have to put it in your parish budget like we'll yeah. do a campaign i'd imagine
2: it would we would hear the blue danube you know the 2001 da, 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 dun, 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 as we're going towards there i have a, Probably. a very clear image of what space travel to the moon
0: all right so we got our first yes that's great yeah. uh you, the jurisdiction there, who would have jurisdiction do you think you'd be, oh, the that's, oh, that's the fun part that's where the start you know yeah. the answer it would be houston right because that's no?
2: where, or cape canaveral or wherever they orlando orlando so that's where they'd be yeah. houston was the control center where they took off from yeah, but so this so is actually need a, a, a yeah. letter
0: of good standing from the, the bishop, bishop of, of orlando. orlando that's
2: right yeah could you could we get a copy of that letter
0: <laughs> we yeah, officially
1: yeah. submit this <laughs> just give me... i
2: want I'm to do sure, a formal i'd submission. love to know like i'm sure there's been a mass said on in antarctica i'd love to know mm-hmm. who had the first mass in antarctica but
0: but can air. we send this letter to orlando and see what happens uh,
2: yeah requesting permission
0: like, like we say we just went to for a future date we submitted our application to blue origin to be able to take a recreational trip to moon, the moon
2: plus we'd probably be the first people on the moon didn't they fake it in the 60s <laughs> wasn't that a stanley kubrick movie or something that he, he directed it at
0: all i didn't see that Do you think you would uh... be
2: the tallest person
1: to to travel in space
2: if i went right now probably i don't know if astronauts they're probably keep them from being too big so they yeah that them. sounds good. Probably, yeah. I feel like russians are pretty tall yeah i'll bet yuri Gagarin was he was a russian he's probably tall I don't know. They would have like
1: genetically modified them to be what oh, they need. No.
2: Um, all right. Next
1: question. I've got a whole list of them here, but now, that, but I thought of this last week and then we got off going. So now that you've just given a firm yes, here's my next question. We've learned that the Bishop of Orlando is the Bishop of the Moon as well, <laughs> right? And you were talking about Antarctica, Lunar Bishop. Yeah. The Lunar. lunar. <laughs> you talked about, and but like the, every part of the Earth is episcopally covered by somebody yes, Correct.
2: yes so what about the oceans so really any part that's not in Mar-
0: maritime bishop any part that yeah. isn't
2: really incorporated into a diocese and i would actually i think if they made the moon like i would say this this is where the moon falls in now it just all falls under the propaganda fide the the vatican office no, but i think a- the
1: moon thing is like a real thing well at least god presented it well it i think
2: it's real. like it's a hypothetical like i don't know if it's ever been officially declared Because the Pope gets to decide the jurisdiction of what of what I thought
1: we had you on here because you've got like doctoral degrees and stuff.
2: That's not I don't have a doctoral degree in anything. So (laughs) no, but uh, the oceans. No, I mean international waters. I think it would just all fall under the jurisdiction of like. What does that mean? Cruise ships are like the port that it leaves from. I think. Okay, and so that's why that's why Cape Canaveral. leaves
1: from that time, or
2: like when the ship launched out of that it. That's a good question. Like the flag that it flies, probably the flag that it flies. It's it's home port. So they're all Sudan, yeah, Sudan. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of flags. I don't know. Of...
0: So it's, it's not like but, if if you go to the the Eastern Caribbean, like it doesn't it doesn't change every time you go to a different island.
2: Oh, it would if the islands were a part of any country or diocese. So like if I
0: if I go to three different countries on a trip,
2: then you're yeah three different diocese, three different jurisdictions, three different.
0: Every time I go out to the water, it's the one that I just left
2: uh you know i'd, I'd have to like, look that up where I, does i, I don't where know where do
0: you record the baptism yeah that happens on, i don't know do i don't know find it, this information
2: you would have to i'm sure i could find it somewhere on some canon law that you want i'll look it up and then you guys have and like I'll your I'll own facebook group or what we have a we have a list server. there's like a, a there's like a chat online or a uh, what do you call those message boards online so you're telling me all the cameras There's like, like a cannonball on on version. There's You're a cannonball version of Reddit. I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah. This is the
1: best. I want it. Oh gosh, <laughs> I just want to like screen record. I think it's the port that
2: it'd be the port that the ship has, like it's it's that's port of call, would be the port that it would happen on. International waters though aren't really a part of any. That's why, you know, the old joke is you go to international waters to commit crimes because there's no. Legal jurisdiction from any specific so the place. captain is the of the boat is the bishop, no, the, no, the no the bishop would be if it wouldn't fall under any diocese it would fall under the jurisdiction of the propaganda. So now I'm wondering like so if, you, is for if un, you are a priest that
0: travels on a like on wait this... hang on before you get what did you just say the the propaganda the what, what what
2: so the the office of missions in Rome is for like unincorporated places like Antarctica okay you know what I mean and, you know, like so so places where dioceses have never been established. Mm. so there's a bishop who has the episcopal role over the mission the prefect of the congregation yeah or the dicastery now but if you
0: wanted to celebrate mass in antarctica who did you have to ask you would ask
2: i believe you would unless the see there's also like military bases in antarctica which would fall under their home countries but if you were just out in the middle of antarctica you would probably ask from the propaganda from the mission office interesting um, as far as i know I know there's one permanent church in, on Antarctica, but it's Greek Orthodox. That's not ours. Mm. At the at like the one of the bases, one of the military bases. That's, this is a strange topic. We got to read all this. This yeah. is
0: great. Uh, a couple of weeks ago there was a reading about aliens. So that's how.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> An aliens. <scene. laughs> and that's how we got into the. Whoever Mars. gets to Mars, I guess Elon Musk will get to claim Mars for himself. That's what we were
1: we were trying to figure out. Like it depends does the bishop of mars depend on where the
2: spaceship that goes there first takes off probably, probably. well i think the, the bishop of mars it would depend on the vatican but that would be probably where they would default from yeah. if they had to if it didn't get to be its own diocese That's, yeah you think there's a, that... like there are there's some precedents like all of greenland is under the ecclesial province of denmark because it was their it was their land even though now it's its own country it's still the diocese of of copenhagen um, because that's just historically where it came out from. So maybe the moon or Mars would be like that. So this is the kind of thing. So, I is think that the, the capital of Denmark? Copenhagen? I, I Whatever. think this I is believe. the sort of thing that
1: should be being discussed at the USCCB meetings. It's like, guys, how do we take Mars? Like, how do we get this?
2: Maybe we should wait till we're a little closer to sending people there. I'm still skeptical if that'll be within our lifetimes. But There's we'll,
1: a Tesla on its way right now.
2: <laughs> but we'll see. All
1: right uh when if you here's changing
0: uh um,
1: okay. what good oh i was going to say changing topics here uh the when you're giving a homily not obviously not you your homilies are so engaging and always so thrilling and this wouldn't happen to you but hypothetically you ever get are you ever giving a homily and you can just tell when you've lost the church like when you've lost them
2: or at least people yeah Yeah. if you're looking out at people your people's facial expressions reveal quite a bit about what's going on does that affect you when you're doing that uh you know there are times where i'll look out and i think particularly at kids masses because kids have you know sort of less um attention spans than adults that if you can kind of see their eyes glazed over then you might wrap it up quicker than you were going to like you said, it rarely happens to me. People are always enthralled, mm-hmm. but uh, no, you I mean, you do, yeah. Or if there's like, if you say something and you notice everybody kind of perk up or kind of lean in, then at the next match, you might emphasize that point more. Just... Oh, so is your best homily the last one you give on a Sunday? <laughs> I always say it's the second, not the first, not the last, because the last, you're kind of tired. The first, you're still working it out, not working it out, but working out the kinks. So the second one is usually the best, if you have three masses. That
1: actually correlates pretty good to like teaching like when yeah. i was teaching it was middle similar of the day. like my first lesson was always the longest the one at the end of the day i was always 20 minutes shorter like i just narrowed it down to like here's the things you guys need to. Yeah. done talking
2: but uh, you know yeah especially priests that have to say four or five masses on the weekends you know the at those more busy assignments that would be uh i would i'm sure it's like that too all right we've talked a lot i yep. have got more questions but
0: save them for next time yeah all right Thank thanks you, for brother. having
2: me thanks father bye
1: to the moon
0: it's all right cuz i'm all set for it's all right cuz i'm all set for it's all right cuz i'm all set for sunday